I'm Josh Bond. This is Angie Meadows. And we're Rocker Recovery. Today we're going to do a devotion at the back of the detachment book. It's called Fear of the Future. A couple of years ago, I was standing in my kitchen. My stress and anxiety and fear had my stomach in knots. My muscles ached from tension. I cannot even remember this, what situation was distressing me, but each lesson must have the DNA extracted out of it. I must learn my lessons or I need to repeat them. Uh, what I find is that uh, kindergarten is repeatable. <laughs> if I don't learn how to spell, if I didn't learn how, how to read my phonics, I need to stay back in kindergarten another year. Well, I think the Lord has a school. And I think the when it says to count all my trials joy, count all tribulations joy because it's producing in me uh, maturity, then I need to figure out, okay, what is this lesson? Uh, because every a lesson has a DNA in it that needs to be extracted so that I learn, I apply it to my life, and I can change. I can do, I can do a 180. I can turn around. I can go the other way. I can change my life. So number one. I recognize that I was meditating on the things that were outside of my power to change. Okay, so what are you thinking about? What's in your thoughts? What are you meditating on? Number two. Then I cried out to God to give me grace to trust Him. So I can't trust God without Him giving me the grace to trust Him. So if I realize I'm in fear, I have forgot to trust God. So I have to cry out to God and say, Lord, help me. Give me the grace to trust you more. Number three. The... Uh, the Lord immediately brought to my mind the verse, Though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. Job thirteen fifteen. Yeah, it's Job. Job. I mean, Job, I yeah. I knew that, too. Yeah, you did know that. <laughs> so Job uh, has a whole book of his suffering. <laughs> and though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. And as soon as I heard that voice, Josh, it was really cool because I was I started laughing. I busted out laughing and thought, okay, Lord, you ain't killed me yet. So I guess I can trust you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, read right here. My fears were immediately calmed. My situation was immediately measured against the glory of eternity, mm. and it did not compare. I gladly received this test and chose in my heart to place my trust and faith in Christ. I chose to use the situation as hallowed ground. It then became a place to learn to trust Christ more. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight in glory, 2 Corinthians 4.17. So I'm going to ask Josh a few interview questions. Um, so Josh, what was the greatest thing that helped you find recovery? Uh, can you tell me what you mean by help me find? What was the thing that propelled you forward, that gave you the hope to say, hey, I think I can do this? So you didn't give up anymore. So you just didn't abandon yourself and go back to the streets. or. Okay, so like you teach in your books, suffering is key, okay? So I can, I can have a lot of people that love on me, and most of the time I'll just try to manipulate them. You know what I mean? So when I suffered enough, and I knew that a seed, a, a seed was planted in me a long time ago by my grandpa, the God, God, the Father, you know what I mean? It depends where your relationship is, what you call him, Dad, today. You know what yes. I mean? So what propelled me forward is that I had that seed planted a long time ago, and I nurtured it through the years of prison. 
So I want I want to stress I don't want to stress I mean I want to stress this enough to people to realize that I'm no smarter than anybody else. I'm no better than anybody else and I'm no farther in my recovery than anybody else can be with 24 hours. I just want to let people know that the thing that propelled me the farthest is the Bible, the word, Jesus, God, church. You know what I mean? Those are the foundations. Everything else is minimal. If you read the 12 steps in the AA book, it will tell you that all them steps were taken from the Bible. You know yes. why? It's to lead you to the Bible. In any program that you go to, it will teach you that the way is the is the of the the way of staying sober in the world today is God. Mm-hmm. Anything else you're relying on a motivational speech from somebody, you're relying on self, you're relying on the world, you're relying on antics or uh, things that you've heard. But if you rely on God, the Father, or Jesus, you're relying on somebody else to come inside of you to help you out. So you got a God inside of you that helps you walk every day out. Okay, I'm not, I'm no better than anybody else. I have my days, my weeks that I have quiet time, I call it. But it's not because I'm unhappy. It's just because I don't know. I don't know. But guess what? I have somebody in there helping me. Okay. So I don't know what else to say. Angie. So so what, you, what you're telling me is that you found a power greater than you. I did. And you decided that all the suffering was going to be your path to Christ. Yes. And that you were going to surrender everything to find him. Yes. <laughs> and when you found him, you knew it because you found your peace. Yes. So I'm here to tell you that if you have not found your peace, you have not found God. Yes. And I have seen people walk with the Lord for 50, 60, 70 years, Josh, that still have not found their peace. Yes. They sit with their anxiety over and over again. So when you come to the Lord, whether it's through uh, sobriety, uh, through an addiction, or whether it's just a little grandma sitting there with her Bible in the church that does not know how to apply that, light affliction is just for a moment, but I'm going to be sitting here waiting for that eternal weight of glory. I want you to get the eyes of heaven, set your thoughts, affections on things above and not on things of this world seek you first the kingdom of god and he will add all other things to you so the lord used to give me that verse josh and i thought what the heck's he talking about seeks first what i don't know there's too Mm -hmm. many things in front of me to seek (laughs) i mean i got you know i got to put food on the table i got to get this done i got to get and i was so distracted that i didn't know how to seek the Lord. So there's that quiet time that you've got to be still inside so that you can find the Lord, so that you can learn to talk to yourself with his words and not with the words of the world. Yes. Not with the words of anxiety, but you literally get scriptures before you, your eyes. You write them down and you read them to yourself over and over again and you speak truth to yourself. Yes. Because if I'm still speaking to myself through nonsense, I ain't never gonna re- I ain't never gonna recover. No, so, you're right. So tell me what the greatest hindrance was for your recovery. Okay, the greatest hindrance was I haven't no, no, I don't even want to speak that out. Okay. So I would be called I would be told by a a doctor of this world that I have anxiety, okay, because I like to move things fast and I like to do things fast. Well, I'm I think of myself and I think I think a lot. I think into things a lot and I and I think like so I would call myself a flower that blooms and then goes away. I bloom I bloom once a week and then I go away. So mm-hmm. I I have happy 
like that I outwardly show that I'm happy. And then I have inwardly happiness that I, that people are like, man, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I'm just afraid that like, uh, I can be helping people a lot more than I do. So I, I would call that my hindrances because I don't have a, I don't have a thought of going out and getting high. I, if I crave anything, it's more time in church, more time with my hands raised in the air, there you go. more time with God. I swear I do. And that's an act of God. I, I that, know. that ain't nothing you can conjure up. That ain't nothing that you can bet that you can muster up and that you can say, I'm going to do it today. It's just getting in his presence and sitting there. Yes. And you know, I can be really struggling and I can come into church and oh. say, Lord, I got nothing. Oh. I got nothing. How am I going to pray over anybody today? And that music starts oh. and the Holy Spirit hits me. Yes. And sometimes I'll start weeping and I just start moving and I pray for this one and I pray for this one and I pray for that one. And, and then I think, oh, you know, it probably doesn't matter whether I'm there or not. Nobody probably misses me. They don't even know. And then later on, they come back and they tell me stories. You yes. know, when you spoke that word over me, you know, when you said that prayer, that gave me hope. And I had one kid tell me, I only stay in recovery so that I can come and see what you're going to speak over me next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, look at you, yes. And I got one more little piece of advice that I really think that is, in this part, and it, help, it helps that we go over the suffering parts in your books, is that, uh, okay, so if I'm a person in addiction, I just don't want people to think that I'm sitting here saying that I'm better than anyone else because mm. I have things that I think about. But, see, love is the greatest gift that we have all gotten. Love is a great emotion. It's the strongest emotion there is. And there's only one thing that can even close to match love. So instead of love drugs and think about the good times I have with drugs, I have a hate for drugs. There you go. I, I have hate. a hate for drugs. I so if I, don't, if I don't learn to hate drugs, I need these people out here listening to me right now to write down on, a, on an index card, all the things that they hated about drugs, it took your family, it took your soul, it took your job, your house, and carry that around with you. And every time you think about drugs mm. or enabling or or anything that's good from the old days, pick out that index card and yes. on the back of it, write the good things that you have now, God. Amen. Anything else is just, you know what I mean? Yep. You have God, period. Yes, and and let this be your path to Christ. Don't let this be your path to destruction, yes. but your path to freedom. Yes. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. And this is Angie Meadows. And this is Josh Bond. And this was The Rocker Recovery. We we'll love see, you. We'll see you next time.